0: welcome to insight mind body talk a body-based mental health podcast we're your hosts jessica warpla schultz
1: and jeannie kolker
0: whether you've tried everything to feel better and something is still missing
1: or you've already discovered the wisdom of the body
0: this podcast will encourage and support you in healing old wounds strengthening relationships and developing your inner potential all by accessing the mind body connection Please know, while we're excited to share and grow together, this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for mental health treatment. It doesn't replace the one-on-one relationship you have with a qualified healthcare professional and is not considered psychotherapy.
1: Thanks, Jess. And thank you for listening. Now let's begin a conversation about what happens when we take an integrative approach to improving our well-being. Let's pick up where we left off. Learning more about how we make our bodies feel safe. We're going to keep talking about our nervous system's response to threat. Let's hear more from Jess about her perspective as a trained sensory motor psychotherapist. Take it away, Jess. Thanks,
0: Jeannie. I'm a sensory motor psychotherapist. Sensory motor psychotherapy is a body-centered talking therapy developed by Pat Ogden. As a sensory motor psychotherapist, I approach treatment using the body's experience as the primary entry point in trauma therapy rather than the events, thoughts, or feelings. By attending to how the body's processing information and then looking at how the body, the mind, the emotions, and thoughts all come together, we can start to treat the whole person. So when we think about our nervous system, our brain, the symptoms we're experiencing, the the trauma-related symptoms that can be activated in our body, when we do a body-centered approach, we actually just give space to treating the effects of trauma or the effects of the difficulties we're experiencing versus the events. I think that can be really healing. There's so much research out there about how mindful separation, that observing sense of self, When we observe, we can create space and healing can happen in that space. We don't need to revisit events repetitively. We can heal just through being present with the body Mm -hmm. and helping the body process out what maybe got stuck at one point or another.
1: And that's, I think, what's so important too. When I do yoga, when I work with people, even in small groups, it's a healing environment for so many reasons but also in this intangible way that we don't necessarily see the mm-hmm. nervous system can retune itself over time in ways that we can't even script right so mm-hmm. we just create the space for it and the healing happens in these ways we d- can't necessarily describe them but it is so powerful it is it is i
0: That co-regulation, we would call it, you know, in in our therapist minds, that co-regulation, when we feel safe and tune in together, that that shifts our nervous system's response. And if I was going to give any sort of suggestion or tip for someone thinking about their nervous system and, well, if this is possible, where do I even begin, right? I would say, spend time feeling safe. Who makes you Mm -hmm. feel safe? What things in your life make you feel safe? What are some of the things you do that you feel safe and and calm? Where can you go? Or even the act of calling upon a memory where you felt safe. Being safe is just, it can be very healing. It can be so supportive and regulating. So I would start there.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's great.
0: Let's look at, we're, we're kind of going into the idea of talking about different practices that are trauma-informed, body-centered, when we're talking about polyvagal and sensory motor and the act of creating safety for ourselves. what are some trauma-informed practices you think can help create mind-body connection, this this healing? Mm
1: -hmm. I usually start people with the breath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so simple, right? It's so simple. We're all doing it. You know we've been doing it since the moment we were born, but it's something that is very connected to the systems, to the state. you were talking about when we're in a sympathetic state. Well, how do we know? Well, of course, we don't really know our blood pressure is increasing. We might feel our heart racing a little bit, but we can definitely tell if we're hyperventilating. We know mm-hmm. when we're hyperventilating. yeah, <laughs> so oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty clear. yeah, we can start there and start to do a mindful exercise of, Noticing the breath, just watching the breath and maybe lengthening out the exhale, maybe just starting Mm -hmm. there, just a little bit longer exhale, which taps into our diaphragm, which is a very sympathetic part of our body, right? And then we can start to get into the parasympathetic nervous system with that polyvagal, that vagus nerve that's innervating our viscera below the diaphragm that can get us into a much more relaxed, relaxed state. Mm -hmm. If we're able to be present with the breath, that's usually where I start people. It's just, let's, let's practice breathing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. And just to clarify sympathetic, when we're talking about sympathetic is this activation of the system and we have to mobilize to decrease the threat. And then you're talking about parasympathetic or ventral vagal is more when we feel safe and connected and calm. Even taking that a little further, I think that a lot of practitioners are starting to use body-centered approaches. We've talked about meditation. You've talked about yoga therapy. Next week, we're going to have Nikki Cook on here. She is a yoga therapist, phenomenal practitioner. So we'll get much more into that next week. But can you explain a little
1: bit what is yoga therapy? Absolutely. Yoga therapy is... Typically, uh, working one-on-one with somebody where, a lot like psychotherapy, there's an assessment where we want to know what's going on in the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body. We look at all of those things. If you have uh, an imbalance in your body physically, we'll see that. And then we'll also look at maybe how that's affecting your, your breath your movement patterns. Often with depression, we see people who are kind of closed, their, their shoulders might round up, they might be kind of protecting their heart space. Mm. We call that closed heart syndrome. That's a Beau Forbes term. She's a, Mm. a psychologist and yoga therapist as well. And that's where we can start to see that and then start to work on finding a balance there. We're not going to blow the lid off something and open people up. This is where we start to find a balance. And we do that through creating a safe space, allowing people to make choices and take action that corrects whatever Mm -hmm. imbalance they have. We work to get people in the present moment. Trauma is very past and future oriented. It's got us thinking about the past or it's got us worried about the future. Mm -hmm. When we tap into the present moment we do that in our bodies and we can do that either individually or in groups we really think that group energy is very healing yoga classes are therapeutic just in themselves without any special tricks honestly yeah. because it's it's rhythmic it's soothing in trauma informed yoga we're in an inclusive environment so we're all in this together it's very connected we're <sighs> creating a space that we can heal in our bodies by tapping into some discomfort. So yoga should be a little bit uncomfortable. You know, we might move into a lunge or a downward facing dog, even something that is, that requires strength and requires awareness and requires a little discomfort. And we breathe through that and tolerate it and then move into the opposite action Something that that feels powerful, that maybe feels relaxing. So we're really letting people embody their their whole experience just in a, in a yoga class in maybe a half hour, forty five minute or an hour yeah. yoga practice. And it truly is that's where the healing happens. I, of course, fully believe in the one on one. I think that therapeutic relationship, that interpersonal process that we create in our yoga therapy is very healing, but also it's incomplete if there's not some sort of group practice as well too. And that's why we offer that at Insight and other places do as well.
0: Uh, Yeah, I can really appreciate that. There's many yoga therapists out there, trauma-informed yoga therapists, and there's so many wonderful psychotherapists as well. It makes me just Really appreciate the idea of yoga therapy as a complement to traditional talk therapy as well, where there's parts of ourselves who maybe need our story to be heard and supported, to look at our thoughts and feelings. And through a modality like trauma-informed weightlifting or meditation or yoga therapy, we can tap into that body-centered approach. Really, however someone's path to healing happens, I think the important part as we remember there's wisdom in the body. There's so much to learn and that they all can be connected in whatever way feels safe, whatever works best for ourselves. Agreed. As a marriage and family therapist, a lot about the different systems in place that impact an individual. When you're thinking about the different external conditions a person may be experiencing, what do you talk about with your clients? What How do you honor... What's happening around us as well as what's happening within us,
1: yeah, that's a great question. It's really it's come to the fore in the last year, obviously, we've had to process a lot of of societal trauma mm-hmm. uh, because we've had uh, to adjust the way that we that we treat people because now we're doing telehealth in order to contribute to the greater good so that we're protecting people from the dangers of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we're working, we're working on, you know, how, how we fit into that society and how we can use these tools to, to heal, even as we're experiencing this collective trauma, Mm -hmm. we're not going to know for years, the impact of this pandemic. And we're seeing it so acutely right now at, at Insight and also everything that we've gone through politically in the last year we've been dealing with the systemic oppression of people of color we're dealing with just so much distress and imbalance in our world because of racism sexism classism and we want to we want to honor that in our treatment as mm-hmm. well because the nervous system is very much affected by that too. So when we think about, you know, childhood trauma, we think about those who may not have the privilege of therapy and connection and yeah. yoga and all those things when, in childhood or even in adulthood. We have to we have to look at that. We have to honor that. That's why an insight we really really believe in cultural humility and yoga for all we do monthly free karma classes just to try to get access for, for people. We provide yoga therapy through our comprehensive community services here in Madison, which is a program that allows consumers with Medicaid to have access to different types of therapy, what we'd call skill development. We do our best to attempt to serve From this place of real cultural humility, inclusion, we welcome all the LGBTQ population. We really want to try to help people understand that systems of oppression affect the nervous system and that we cannot necessarily, you know, individually change those systems. We're working on it, of course, in our own Mm -hmm. work, but we want to make sure that people have tools and understand that their system is responding to something that is insidious and intangible. And that here's where that s- story follows state, right? Mm-hmm. We in this state and then we, we create a story around it. Well, with a lot of these isms, racism, sexism, classism, ableism, we've been told a story and we can work to heal our state and shift that story, if that makes sense. hmm
0: You're right. I think it's very important as a white, cisgendered, female, straight therapist, I create an environment that allows clients to be seen and heard in the way of honoring. When we work through the mind-body connection, there are factors that have influenced clients for years, if not their life, if not through multiple generations honoring there's such a thing as transgenerational trauma and systemic oppressors people are experiencing are real and that they truly do influence their mind and body different things like trauma that can happen in the medical system fat phobia mm-hmm. look and sizeism transphobia heterosexism different systemic oppressors and not just following the one size fits all strategy to health and healing, honoring a lot of people along the way have caused harm. And it's our job to be accountable to that and do what we can best do to help serve
1: people, be allies instead of being part of the problem. That's where we use our tools of empathy and being able to put ourselves in other people's shoes and approach with curiosity and no judgment. Mm -hmm. We want to approach from a place of humility to try to understand what that person is going through and help them to regulate in their nervous system by getting regulated in our own. And Mm -hmm. we can only do that if we are curious, if we're open, if we're Willing to just be humble to that person's experience. It's a very powerful way to help shift people into a state of healing. I agree. We've had such a wonderful conversation about the mind body
0: experience and our mental health. I'd like to share a little bit of information for our listeners on how they can begin to perhaps honor their mind-body connection, begin exploring how the wisdom of the body is present with them. What Mm -hmm. do you think, Jeannie?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I always encourage people to begin with a little bit of meditation. You know, oftentimes people are scared off and they say, I can't meditate. I can't mm. clear my mind. What are you nuts? That's a really hard thing for people to do. And especially now we know when our traumas are stuck in our body, we cannot just be in stillness, in mm-hmm. quiet, in darkness and feel safe. So I typically ask people to just give themselves five minutes a day to do a somatic-based meditation and that might mean just feeling the soles of your feet as they touch oh, yeah. the floor. Maybe feeling your the chair underneath your seat and maybe just maybe counting your breath, maybe counting five breaths. Just to start to introduce a relationship with the body in a very incremental and safe way.
0: I often suggest starting slow, bringing in compassion, and tapping into that innate wisdom held within the body. Wherever you're at in your relationship to your body, whether you're feeling this is a place you want to be or because of past injury or illness or current medical conditions, it's maybe a little scary or even dysregulating to be present in your body. I think having an attitude of befriending and it can be a big leap. You it can, know?
1: it really if, can. If, if we ask someone to say, let's start to, let's honor the wisdom of, of your body. Can you say that? I honor the wisdom of my body. That's a lot for people to say. And I might even start a, a lot slower and softer and say, mm. I am willing to consider someday Honoring the wisdom of my body, mm, <laughs> so just like I cracking that. the door open, yeah, it's it's a leap for for some of us who've felt unsafe in our bodies or who have that really adversarial relationship that unfortunately media society messaging has fostered. Yeah, so we can't just suddenly go to oh we're friends now. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe we can start to consider the possibility that someday maybe we could be friends with our body. When someone's ready to begin that relationship,
0: I encourage them to start observing, observing our mind-body experience. As you talked about noticing the breath, even being aware of if there's any tension in our bodies or what physical sensations we're experiencing. Listening and observing can start helping us shift from being consumed by the body's experience or feeling overwhelmed by the body's experience to engaging with it differently. I think that starts to create a level of safety within. Absolutely. I have loved having this conversation with you, Jeannie. This has been such a pleasure.
1: Thanks, Jess. I have nothing but gratitude. I am so excited for this opportunity to share. So thank you so much for organizing this. Of course. Thank you.
0: Join us next week on Insight Mind Body Talk as we explore yoga therapy with our guest, Nikki Cook. Nikki is a trauma-informed yoga therapist nikki will demystify the practice of yoga explain trauma-informed yoga and give you a taste of what you might experience in a yoga therapy session offering body-centered tools for mental well-being
1: thank you again for joining us on insight mind body talk a body-centered mental health podcast we're your hosts Jeannie and jess please join us again next week as we continue to explore integrative approaches to well-being